0: Hey guys, before we get started, you know the thing that we always ask you to do, tell your friends how cool we are, because that's that's really what we want. (laughs) Just tell your friends, hey, there's these cool guys I know that I listen to. And I hear them say stupid things, but I laugh. So I they think they're completely. handsome,
1: and they think they're funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and they are usually very late to the party.
1: Case uh, <laughs> point: um, a very
0: popular movie or TV show comes out, and like three weeks later, we're like, "Hey, we should probably talk about that thing." Um, but that's okay. That's okay. You know what? It's going to be fine because we're going to do it. So hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod on our website launchpadpod.com check us out on youtube launchpadpod.com and without further ado let's get on with the show
2: ignition sequence start six five four three two one zero all engine running up. we have a liftoff
0: All right, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm uh, Matt. And Matt, uh, we we have a guest. Let's 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 just dive in. We have a guest. We have a special guest because today we are talking Star Wars. We're talking about Andor. No, no. Jake. You, to, you said we're
1: late to the party. That shit came out 45 minutes ago. We haven't had time to watch that. No,
0: we're we're talking about Obi-Wan, the last thing that came out for Star so Wars, the mini Let's give
1: a big Launchpad podcast. Hello there, to Kyle. What's up, man? It's been a uh, it's been a minute. Hello there. Yes, it has it's been a while. Uh, we've been, I uh, uh, I want to start. Busy.
0: Yeah, I want to start by apologizing to you, Kyle, because you're like, when are we talking about uh, <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi? And I was like, I literally just moved to Savannah. I started a new job, and I am slammed. I haven't gotten to watch any TV, but the only TV I got to watch that I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch this. We have to do it. I'm letting down the fans. I'm letting down my buddy Kyle. We're going to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I finally finished it. Matt finished it. And now we got to talk about and it. I think
1: like our our fans and our listeners know like Kyle is our go to Star Wars television boy. And he's been like, I think every Star Wars TV show that we've reviewed, we've been on with him yeah. walking through episodes, talking about Easter eggs. Yep. And like this series finished like weeks ago. And Kyle <laughs> keeps texting me. Hey, man, ready when you guys are. Hey, man, you guys want to do Obi Wan suit? soon? Hey, man. And I just, when he's saying it, I'm imagining him sitting on a couch and he's like a uh, Calvin and Hobbes type character. And he's sitting on the couch and he's got his Obi-Wan hood, oversized Obi-Wan hood on. And he's just sitting there with his little extending light blue lightsaber just being like, <laughs> we'll do it soon, I guess. We'll do it soon. <laughs>
3: just waiting on you guys. That's all. No exactly.
1: Kyle, are you excited to get into this? Are you excited to to take this apart and talk about it? I am. I am. I thought it was a very good series.
0: I thought it got there. Like I'll start off I'll start off with this. The first episode didn't grab me, and the second episode did not grab me. <laughs> Fair. But by the time Darth Vader showed up, I was like, oh shit, this is what I want. This is, this is what I want. And they, they fulfilled a lot of things that I was like, okay, well, if it's going to do tell this story, here are the things that I need. And it did those things. And by the time we got to the end, by the time you have the moment, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. I got goosebumps. I'm like, oh, I loved, I loved where it went, but it started off very slow in a way that I was kind of concerned. Matt, what did, how did you, what did you think?
1: first thoughts was like okay this is off to a good start like boba fett i was off to like immediately was like wait wait what are you what are you doing <laughs> like did i like i cleaned my yeah. ear and was like did i hear you
0: correctly you, you
1: this was yeah. not like that at gangster? all um i immediately fell in love with young leia i thought she was yeah. a good actress and i liked seeing that spunky little personality but by episode two i was like man this is getting old quick yeah. like it's like it they should have peppered it in there. Instead, yeah. they just miniaturized full-blown full, full blown adult, general, bug-up-her-ass Leia. And it was like, it, it would have been funnier. Uh, well, I guess that's not true. It was funnier and cuter this way. But that's not what I wanted to see because she didn't act like a kid. It would have been cool if she was a kid doing kid shit, but Leia kid shit. But right. <clears throat> that it was an intriguing thing. I also got into this. Because Star Wars and Lucasfilm and Disney are shooting these movies out every 20 minutes or these, these <laughs> I had no idea what it was. So I assumed, especially in the beginning when he's spying on Luke, that this is going to be a him and Luke series. And all of a sudden it's like, no way, he's kidnapped and everything. And I'm like, wait, what? Yep, uh, you, know, like a right turn, you know, right turn. I was, I, I, I was excited to watch it. I was excited to get into it. Kyle, what's your first first takes from the first episode or two?
3: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. It was a slow burn on the first two episodes. But, I mean, it was just kind of showing the background of where it's been now. It's been 10 years since, you know, Revenge of the Sith and obi wans just trying to hide and keep in hiding to keep Luke safe and this is just the aftermath of all that going on so um yeah i mean it was a slow burn in the beginning but like you said aaron by the time it got to episode three man when Darth Vader comes out and it's hating christian that's really doing it it's like oh my goodness this is crazy so
0: yeah while i was watching this i was like if i could take this miniseries and re-edit it with the prequel films the three prequel films basically drop phantom menace except a couple of flashback moments where they like meet for the first time and peppered in flashbacks through this whole story this is a better prequel than Mm. the prequels are this told that story better to me because it told it from a point that was relatable whereas i felt like i felt like the prequels never really did that for me i everybody knows i'm a massive prequel hater but Watching this, it told the story that I felt the prequels did in a way that was like, "Wow, you felt like you betrayed your friend and you felt like,, uh, I, I didn't do something to save him." And I think that that's something is a powerful character thing to explore. Like whether you lose a friend to, let's say, a more real life thing is like drug addiction, or wackadoo conspiracy theories on the internet. Like people are like, did could I have done more to help them? Could I have done more to save them? Right. Even though it's that you know it's not your fault, but the deeper pressure of this is you lost the war and now you're in hiding, and that's right. crazy. Yeah. That was and crazy. And I gotta say, to
1: Rumi, you and I have have knocked this ball around for literally years. Kyle, I'm gonna guess that you're gonna be in my court and back me up here. But what you just said, Rumi, how this is a really... This is what you wanted the prequels to be, right? This is what you wanted the story to be. You're so anti-everything prequels, and I get it. But, like, my suggestion is just be anti the prequels. Watch the Clone Wars cartoon because that is what the prequels should be. And, like, (laughs) Kyle, tell me if I'm wrong. (laughs) You guys got to watch the YouTube. Um, Tell me if I'm wrong. This is a great... This series, the Obi-Wan series is a great end cap to that because that show clone wars walks us through their relationship you see them loving you see them as brothers you see them as brothers in the jedi you see them as general brothers and -hmm. you see them have their trips you see them have their faults instead of that fucking slapdash stuff that we see in the prequels where you're just like oh they're brothers for no reason and you're like but i don't i didn't see that i'll just trust you and like now he hates him for this reason and you're like But I didn't see that. You're just telling me the the Clone Wars cartoon show kind of showed all these things that they went through, the trials and tribulations, ups and downs. And I feel that if you watch that, this Obi-Wan, especially Ewan McGregor, did a great job oh, portraying, yeah. I think, the the older version, the 10 year later of that of that Obi-Wan from the Clone Wars cartoon. It was yeah. that was satisfying, I think. That might have been my most satisfying thing, even more so than any of the Darth Vader stuff.
0: I've never yeah, no, had a problem really. with with uh, Hayden Christensen or Ewan McGregor in these roles. I thought they did great jobs. I, I actually like Hayden Christensen as an actor for the most part. He has had some bad turns. There's like memes and <laughs> Lots of videos where you're like, "Yeah, that's pretty bad," but like, I think overall, I, I like him as an actor and what he can do. So I I wasn't bummed about that. Yeah, either.
3: yeah, no. Like back to what Matt was saying, as far as like the Clone Wars, like yeah, it like, fills in all the gaps, and then now this Obi Wan series, you 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 really understand the chemistry between Obi Wan and and um, and uh, Anakin Skywalker, and even if you saw the last season of the Clone Wars, which was season seven that came out, which was a great. I thought overall it was a great season. Yeah. It, it had Ahsoka arc in it, but it did show glimpses of Obi-Wan and Anakin, like right before uh, Obi-Wan goes to Utapau and Anakin takes the 501st and goes off and does his thing. And then that's when Execute Order 66 happens. He's taking the 501st clone troopers to Coruscant, which then now this show... Goes right into, that's what happens. So it opens up with, you know, a, a Jedi master teaching the youngling Padawan, uh, the force, uh, forms on how to do saber forms. And then all of a sudden the doors open and two, uh, 501st clone troopers come in and start shooting at them. And you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was a hardcore title,
1: start to the series. Yeah. Right? I was like, whoa.
3: They even gave a warning. Disney gave a warning because that was like right around the time, not to get like emotional yeah. or political here, but that was the time when that Texas uh, school shooting happened. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah, opened it, it, like it up a, with a Yeah, It yeah. mm-hmm. was like, damn. Yeah. It was a little bit in poor taste, but they didn't know that that was going to happen when they released the show. So no. they had to put a little warning that some images might be a little, uh, you know, uh unsettling for people yeah so. our
1: Padawans leave the room.
0: It was yeah. intense and right off the bat like I, I remember the internet went nuts. People were like, whose lightsaber is that? What lightsaber is this? What mm-hmm. symbol is that? Mm-hmm. And like there's all this like guessing guessing guessing. I was like it's gonna be tied into this somehow I don't I don't think there's a bigger image but when we keep flashing back to that and when we see Hayden Christensen come in and like the look on his face with the the lightsaber and here's something they do throughout this entire thing and this is a very like kubrickian thing the color of light that is reflected on their face yeah. representing how they're feeling and what yeah. they do is so freaking cool. And, and we'll talk about that again a little bit later, but like yeah. we open with that and we get into some of the early moments when we find Obi-Wan Kenobi and like what he's been doing for the past couple years in hiding. And he's like, leaving whale meat. Yeah, he's from a fish, the- fish guy. <laughs> Des-
1: he's a desert fish man. <laughs> he's a desert fish man. Fish yeah. butcher. Been 10 years
3: since then. He's been in hiding, does the same routine every single day. And he's a, he, like you say, he's a fish butcherman. And to, that whale that he's actually doing is, a, or cutting the meat is a Tib- tibidon whale. And it's like, an old creature that was, um, in, cause Kathleen used to be an oceanic, uh, planet as we found out in Boba Fett when the Tuscan Raiders are explaining to Boba Fett during that clan meeting that, um, Tathleen used to be an ocean planet. So obviously these creatures had to adapt to be in the Dune sea now. So this whale is kind of like a Pergo, but it's not, those Pergo whales are like the ones that were at the end of rebels when, um, Ah, uh, crap. I'm bl- drawing a blank here. But when General Thrawn and uh, Ezra, that's what it was, Ezra, uh-huh. were going into warp speed, uh, hyperdrive speed into some unknown dimension, those pergola whales that we thought that was worth it, but it's actually, I looked it up. It's called a Tibidon, and they're native to tattooing and stuff like that. But and how do they taste? In, I don't <laughs> <really> know. They <laughs> might taste pretty darn good. The little sandy. I mean he, yeah
0: he's taking some sushi home every night man he's got that uh some some nice tibadon sashimi ready to go um i love yeah. the world that they set up uh, It's very bleak um you know tatooine is always an interesting planet and a classic planet and i am always worried that you're going to like get bored or they're going to like we've seen tatooine so many times at this point like, yeah. you got to be careful yeah. and they're doing a good job yeah. and when he meets with um his well uh, Lars is it his brother? Are they brothers? he uh, mean uh, Uncle Owen. Owen yeah Owen yeah.
3: no well I, I don't know. I guess in the comics I think they portrayed them as brothers, but but really I don't think they are. It's just there's they're two separate things. Obi-wan actually does mention though to Leia in one of the episodes that he has visions or he had visions like small um, glimpses of that he had a brother back then. Yeah. But they never really touch on it. They just said that he was taken by the Jedi Order, or he went to the Jedi Order, and that was it. And then memories have been lost and stuff like that. So, But they never really you know went any further than just saying yeah, that he had a like, brother at why one did point. they give yeah. him that kid yeah why did they give but
0: but I love how he's like stay the fuck away from my kid now this is my yeah. kid and and I like yeah. that you know and 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 I like that he's tough I like that he's strong and they really show something you're like man Luke is such a punk in a, uh, in the first one he's like man my parents just don't understand it's like dude you don't even have a clue what they yeah. went through <laughs> right they're yeah they're hiding you You are the son of the most evil motherfucker in the galaxy. (laughs) They won't let me
1: go to the space mall to pick up some power converters. I want to pick
0: up, I want to go to the Tashi station. And they're like, gosh,
1: wait, maybe I'm like the fucking chosen one, and that's why my parents were assholes. I just figured that out. (laughs) I figured it out.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You solved your own case. There you go
1: there it is
2: yeah no
3: like and then it's cool to see that that both actor and actress that played both uncle owen and aunt peru come back from you know revenge of the sith and then it's the same exact people that played them which is awesome so that was pretty
0: cool that they brought them back as somebody who works in tv thank god that you were lucky enough to pick the person who I'm sure when they were cast the first time, it was just like they're going to be here for one day. They don't have to be good actors; they just have to look the part. Right, right. It's right. like thank God they're actually decent actors because there's so many times where somebody gets cast and they're like they just have to look the part, and then they're like, well, now they're going to be in all these episodes. Now they have to say lines, and the person's like, da, 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 da. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. oh we cast poorly, and then suddenly you change them out halfway through. Like, well, it's almost like
1: to that extent. I feel like you and McGregor. Is a very both extreme and watered down example of what you just said because I didn't care for him at all in the prequels. I didn't like Obi Wan much as a character. I didn't. I liked his voice, but I didn't like. I think he did the best job he could, but I didn't care about that character mm-hmm. in this series. I don't think he deserves an award, but he did a good job. I I like this character. This felt like a Star Wars. This felt like a like a TV show that I wanted to know what his character was gonna do. So I feel like, yeah, he did he for three movies. And then he was like, okay, now we'll do big boy stuff.
0: Well I could act. I mean, have you seen a little movie called Moulin Rouge? I mean,
1: swoon. I thought you were gonna talk about when he screamed at that baby that was crawling on the ceiling. (laughs) George Lucas watched that shit and watched him running around with his dick flopping around and was like, young Obi-Wan right there.
0: <laughs> My favorite thing about this is, by the time this ends, you're like, he looks like he's maybe forty or fifty, and then it's yeah. like the next time we yeah. see him, he's like, yeah. I'm an old man.
1: And yeah. Alec Gillis <laughs> rolls up. The <laughs> desert exactly. has changed me.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, the standard tattoo definitely got his skin. <laughs> he didn't moisturize enough.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, you know, what I want to see though that the biggest change is not how they look, but the other day I was watching. Empire Strikes Back with Kent and we meet Yoda and Yoda's just this little kooky little muppet (laughs) and you know he's stealing fish sticks and shit and Obi-Wan, when we meet him, he's like, of course I know him. He's me. And, you know, he's like walking around and he's just chilling and he's, ah, seemed to have found it when he's talking about the the message from Lei and stuff. He's just yeah. kind of like a chill guy, like a fun old uncle. And it's like both of these guys, when you look at Yoda, the last time we've seen Yoda is in, you know, arguably Clone Wars or, 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 Return of the, or Revenge of the Sith. And now we see Obi-Wan all through the cartoon and then to this when do they like shrug it off in case of Ross or I, you know, (laughs) like you could say that Yoda was doing it as part of his trick on Luke to see that he was a real Jedi and shit. But like Obi-Wan is just like, hello, little one. I don't seem to remember ever owning a droid. And it's like it's this more serious shit going on here, pal. Take this yeah. seriously. There's a choice in one and <laughs> shit. Come on. Yeah.
0: And and he yeah. knows who Luke is. Like he knows the gravity. Right, that's
1: right. It's not like they, they Luke, we know that now, yeah right?
0: If Luke shows up on my doorstep, I have to pretend like I don't know him and I don't know that what his <laughs> potential is. Because the last time I thought somebody was the savior and shit, didn't go well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Maybe that's why. And like even in this, he's like he's like mean to Leia to an extent. He's like, I don't even want to talk about the Force with you. Like when Luke's like, "What's the Force?" He's like, "Some damn magic, kid." Like (laughs) immediately, he's like, "Hey, you want a laser sword? Here you go, kid."
1: (laughs) What else is pretty funny? Because he's in like super secret hiding, doesn't change his name, lives in the same town that he's always lived in, and and or at least where Luke lives in, right? Then he like we see him the first day we meet him, he walks into a bar and chops off an arm. With the extremely rare <laughs> unique weapon that was only used by the type of person that he was right like-
0: <laughs> the more you build the more it falls apart um yeah. i love when we meet leia and uh her dad it's great to see jimmy smith's i love him yeah and yeah he'll do uh good to see Bale again. again yeah. i like that we got to see um their world felt more integrated than it ever did in the past like yeah. seeing it in this version felt like it was a star wars town like w- sure you know yeah, definitely. Um, and and in the past it always felt too cgi this like felt better than it ever did even though it's ostensibly more cgi than it's ever been so <laughs> um you know she's fun she's plucky she's got a fun little droid um yeah lola lola i hate lola lola is <laughs> lola was literally like hey guys remember the ewoks and all the toys we sold check me out i'm lola and you're like, yeah. okay. you're the, Did you you're like BB-8? Yeah, I did like BB-8. He wasn't as bad as Lola. He is still like, hey guys, I'm here to sell toys, but I was like... <laughs> Lola was like, hey guys, I'm here to sell toys, and I was like... I don't know why. I, I can't help it. Probably because it was made... It's targeting girls, and I'm like, ah, I'm angry about that.
1: No, you can't, lady, you can't make Star Wars ladybugs.
0: Yeah, it's like a, a pink droid. No, it's just a flying around goober thing, but it's fine. Fine. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's um, fine.
0: She runs off and gets kidnapped by one of the
1: Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> in a terrible chase sequence. Like a very badly
0: done chase.
3: Because the guys can't go through trees or go underneath the trees. Oh, They're like, I'm oh,
1: glad I wasn't the only stop. one that was cringing through in that whole thing. <laughs> I've never kidnapped before, but I don't think I'd be foiled by branches.
0: <laughs> and I that this is the moment where I'm like, oh, no. uh uh uh, uh. <laughs> and you know it 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 it. but but it set things up okay we have, we have our dusty guy who doesn't want to be
1: the guy anymore it's classic it's classic yeah, Rambo. It's cowboy samurai stuff right yeah Yo.
0: it's cowboy samurai stuff classic rambo rambo come help us no i won't do that anymore rambo come us no i already did rocket four rambo come help us and then he finally <laughs> does um <laughs> and i i like that i like that they they you know they, they're working on it you know we have some good stuff um, we meet some of these Inquisitor fuckers. Um, first yeah. time I really
1: cared about the Inquisitors, and she was yeah. the reason why. She was cool. Who? Re- Who was Reva? 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 Yeah, she Reva was fucking cool. The
0: third sister. Yep. Now, As here's something sister. I, I got a cool arc,
1: about. a decent yeah. arc, but I liked during that mm-hmm. first episode. I was like, okay, it's not necessarily reinventing any molds, but right. I like that there's a whole new sect of dark Jedi. I mean, we've seen them in all their in, 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 uh, iterations and stuff, but I like yeah. that we're seeing more about them. I thought they looked cool. Look, the guy with the hat looked a little Halloween costumey, but like fucking whatever, man. It's he's Star like, Wars television. He's picking years out hats.
0: After. He's like, I got this old Sega here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sega. <It's> like-
0: <laughs> I could play fucking Sonic the Hedgehog off his head.
1: Off his head. Um, but I thought they were cool, and she was great. I thought she was a good actor. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. the character mm-hmm. was good, and then just mm-hmm. as the series went on, well, I liked her character even more.
0: You brought it up. Yeah. Let's get into let's get into them. Um, two things about this: uh, I liked her. She was a good actor, but she kind of felt like Marilyn Munster to me. It's like the normal on. one in the Munsters. Yeah, look, everybody should be like. I know there's a toxic fandom that got all shitty about her being in this show. This is not has nothing to do with that. Fuck those people she's awesome she did a great job cool character awesome everybody else in that was like scarred to shit from their evil shittiness and she was just like hi i'm annoyed (laughs) give her give her a scar across the eyebrow red red eyes like some gnarly teeth like there was nothing evil about her (laughs) haven't you ever seen a disney movie like the evil the bad guys have scars or deformity of some sort and you were just like hey i could be your your fifth grade math teacher for all you give a shit about like Just, just just do something to be evil. Like, like play. Look the, look the part. And it's like to me that they didn't do that was like less of a disservice than like if they, you know. So that was weird to me. I love that she goes by third sister because that's such a kung fu movie thing. One of my favorite kung fu movies is Eight Diagrams Pole Fighter, and they're all Eight Diagrams Pole Fighter, and they're all named by like. Fifth brother, yes, third brother, we must find sixth brother. Oh no, and they're like going off like fighting dudes and shit. And like, that's yeah. just how they're known is uh, fifth brother, sixth brother, fifth brother. You know, they all go crazy like that. And I, you know, it's, it's cool to see that hierarchy. Um, she had a great arc, she had some great things going on, but yeah, I just wanted like one contact, red eye. I don't know anything.
3: Well, to go back to that, I mean, she actually did. You find out later that she got stabbed in the stomach by Anakin, you just couldn't see it because she's wearing the uniform so but she actually did get stabbed because you end up finding out that that one Padalon youngling that they zoom in on the first scene of the first episode is Riva, third sister but the thing that is cool about what they did and why they probably didn't give her anything appearance wise is because she technically really isn't a Sith because they even the Grand Inquisitor always kept saying you are not you are one that is not like us Mm -hmm. We pulled you from the gutter. You came to us, you know? So it's always paralleling that she was still on the light side, but now she's trying to seek vengeance. And that's the thing with the Inquisitors is they weren't technically all bad. They started off as Jedi or force wielders, and then they became bad through hatred with, you know, hating Vader and stuff like that. That's why these Inquisitors are under Vader. And pretty much what fuels them is their hatred towards the Sith and Vader and stuff like that.
1: So, And I love that, like, uh, you know, the longest time I just wanted my entertainment and my childhood stuff left the way it was. But now I like that they're building stuff. Like, I love the dark versus light side. And I love, they're like, again, watching Empire Strikes Back, I can almost get choked up by some of the lessons that Yoda is teaching when he's talking about the dark side and light side. He's talking about emotions, right? He's talking about different things that all of us feel in the way that we handle it. But when you think about Jedis, I love the fact that now through comics and video games and everything, it's not just good and bad. It's not just, you know, heroes and evil. There's other force wielders. There's other Jedi. There's other paths to take besides just mm-hmm. being, a, you know, an actual Jedi and Coruscant or Darth Vader and the Sith. There's other right. variants. And I like that. And I like the idea that Darth Vader and the Emperor would take these wayward Jedi who have an inclination towards the dark side but are not full Jedi or not full Sith. And kind of use them as Inquisitors, as attack dogs, as, as exactly. a spearhead. I think that's a yeah. pretty cool idea, you know. Um, there's parts of it I don't like, but there's parts of it I do. And I think this show is a great way to showcase that. Is, there kind yeah. of, you know, is this Riva's first appearance? We haven't seen her in other yeah. stuff, right?
3: No, we have not. So they, the Inquisitors were brought in in the TV show, the anime TV show Rebel. Mm -hmm. And and the fifth brother was actually in that one with along with the grand inquisitor, but the third sister was never introduced in that show. This was a brand new character for this specific show. And like you said, her story arc was actually really good. I thought it was going to be a little cheesy, but actually it made perfect sense that she was this Jedi youngling that you saw in the beginning and you watched her progression grow into what she is at the end. And then you finally see her redemption arc. So and i I think a lot of that is on
1: her the actress because Mm -hmm. i think she i think we all saw kind of saw where that was coming or where that was going then she says she wants to betray vader at a certain point i was like that's pretty cool i'm on board for that i didn't see that coming Mm -hmm. Um, i I knew that there was going to be something related to that jedi temple opening i got that pretty quickly but like the dark the fact that she wanted to fight darth vader kill darth vader that was cool And I feel like anybody in a movie can act mad, but I got that she was dark. I got that she was rage. I got that she was angry. So, like, she was one of my favorite parts of that, this whole series.
3: Yeah, Yeah, it was a good, it was definitely a good plot twist. Like, as soon as you found out, like, oh shit, she doesn't really like Vader at all. She just wants to get revenge on him for the stuff that she, he did to her when she was a Padawan and killed her friends and stuff like that. But it's pretty cool how they subtly, integrated that into there mm. to the point where you're like oh this actually does make sense and it's pretty cool to see her her character grow
0: it's really cool because I, I the moment when, when obi-wan realizes they're on both sides of this door and he's trying to hold the door yeah, closed that was a good episode and that was a great episode <clears throat> and she comes through with her lightsaber and he's like oh you don't want to you don't want to join vader you want to kill vader and she was like bah And It's like you thought. I thought it was going to be. You know, they wanted you to think it was just going to be about her climbing the ladder. She just wants to be Grand Inquisitor. Um, But the fact that it's like, oh no, she wants to climb the ladder so she can get close to Vader and kill him. I thought Mm -hmm. that was pretty wild. And then, like early on in like the second episode, she kills kills. I'm doing air quotes right now. I can't see my fingers. Can't see what (laughs) my thingies are doing, you guys. Um, She kills the Grand Inquisitor, so we think, and it's like, whoa! I did not see that coming. Mm -hmm. And then. She kills him and Obi-Wan's hiding, and she's walking around. And she goes, You know, he's not dead, right? And I was like, Whoa. And it cuts to Darth Vader, Hayden Christensen in the back to tank, and his eyes open up. Mm, and I was yep. like, What? Whoa. <laughs> that's like, that's when the show like really kicked off. Cause that episode yeah. when he goes looking for Leia and, and he mm-hmm. goes to the shitty, like, planet, it's like a city planet. Um, Die you." die um yep. i have some vfx issues with it but we don't
1: have to get into that <laughs> um the, the I have some s- fake fake jedi comedian issues with it uh,
0: yes so then we meet kamal um and I'm a, yeah. a, uh kamal Nanj- Nanjiani. Nanjiani. yeah yep. um i like him a lot i do mm-hmm. i uh, you could put anybody in that role if i recognize them as a comedian i'm not going to be happy
1: Fair, fair. You, yeah. could, you
0: could put uh Key and Peel together in there, the two Jedi shitheads, I wouldn't have been happy. You could oh, right. you could have resurrected, right. resurrected you could have resurrected fucking uh <laughs> This is Doubtfire himself, Robin Williams, and I wouldn't have been happy. Like it yeah. doesn't fucking matter. I recognize the character I, you, you are bigger than the than the character that you are portraying, and oh, you're yeah, bigger yeah. than the part you're portraying as a mm-hmm. star. Like, I, I, anybody you put in that role that I'm like, hey, that person from all those other things, and then they don't, they aren't that, they aren't that character, that bothers me. So he did, yeah. f- he did fine. He probably did the character fine. But I, I, again, like, man, I was distracted by it.
1: I think if he wasn't a comedian, I think that's it for me. Because, like, it could have been, like, Adrian Brody. I would have been fine. It could have been uh, Negan, Negan from Walking Dead. I mean, I I agree it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But if you're putting a person in there, they should play it straight. But instead, Uh he was like, oh, 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 oh," and I'm sure that's how it was written and directed. I don't think it was was the actor's fault. But to me, it was just like, why are we being goofy? There's like shit on the line. Like, we're being serious. The whole show has been serious. So now there's not even the kid is being more serious than you.
0: Yeah. I fucking love the idea that they Correct. laid out with that. You're on yeah. this planet. There's this Jedi and they're like, it's a, it's a swindler. He's a shyster doing bad yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's kind of cool. That's a great idea. But yeah, it was.
1: You it could was- also have a baller arc with that samurai style, right? Same thing. You have a samurai comes into town, finds a fake samurai taking advantage of this town for money. And then that samurai and, you know, guy samurai ends up getting redempted, redempted. Redemded. He gets redumped at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Redeemed. Yeah. Sorry, it's fucking late. I'm tired. Um, but like that would be a cool thing, whether he turns out to be a Jedi or not. It'd be cool at the end if. And he does kind of have a an arc where he starts to be more heroic. He even tries to fight for stuff, right?
0: Yeah, but it's really forced at the end. For sure. Yeah. They're like. They're like, take care of Like That's the last person you would ever say. You (laughs) can look him around the room. He's like, I'll do it. And you're just skipping over him. You're like, hey, stranger we've never met before. Do you want to take care of a child? And he's like, I said, I'll do it. And you're like, anybody else
1: over (laughs) on the left side of shit? Obi-Wan probably called uh, Mando. It was like, uh, (laughs) hey, uh, I got this really important kid following me around, but I also have to do some adventuring shit. Do I really need the kid to be right next to me all the time? And Mandalorian was like, you should watch on the YouTube because I'm using my microphone like a phone and I think it's good improv prop comedy. And Mandalorian is like, no, man, sometimes I just leave him with fucking um, uh, Sedaris' sister and she's in, a, I don't know, a garage somewhere. Oh, I, she's I really left funny, him in yeah. more places than I've brought him, come to think of it. And then Obi-Wan's like, well, I mean, how do you vet these people? Like, what sort of questions, what sort of tests do you put them through to make sure... Oh no! I just like I. I mean, what am I going to do? I got to go be a bounty hunter. It's like uh,
0: if they're funny, Amy Sedaris is funny, (laughs) (laughs) and he's like, "Oh, this fake Jedi is funny."
1: All right, here you go. Much I'm like, do they? Are they currently in care of a youngling? No, here you go. I'll be back in three days. (laughs)
0: Um, but uh, I, I love when he sneaks into this place to save Leia, because he does some, like, breaking bad shit. He's like, all these, like, people yep. are doing space meth or whatever, and they yep. blows up the lab, he, he kills Red Hot Chili Peppers, R.I.P., <laughs> and um, fuck some shit up. And it's like, that's great. And then he, like, walks out with her under his cloak, which... Womp
1: womp womp womp. Which
0: isn't the last time this happens in this show.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was definitely Uh, the biggest. Like, did we put the gag reel in the show by accident? Yeah, yeah.
0: But they had some cool aliens and all that stuff. That was good. I I like that. Yeah, Um, yeah. But
2: but definitely
3: a good, good Breaking Bad episode for sure
0: you know and they, they they did what they had to uh, but it ends so strong we get the death of the the inquisitor and the reveal that anakin is a lot even though we know it but he didn't know it yeah what so and fucking it really cool. it really
3: yeah it really fucks with his psyche after that he's just like going through his head all the good and bad memories of anakin and it flashes back, and then that's when Darth Vader's eyes or Anakin's eyes open up, and you're like, "Oh shit!"
0: <laughs> and I love that throughout all of this, he's looking for Qui Gon as a Force ghost. He's like, "Master, if you can hear me, please talk to yeah. me. Pick up the phone," and like nothing. And it's like, "Damn, dude!" Like you feel him being so alone. And I thought that that was such a great, um, like a great thing to show. Like, you know, where what is your headspace at? And I thought they really got into it in a in a great way. Um. So then the next you know and, and there was that cool rooftop fight scene that was freaking great you know people mm-hmm. get shot off the roof there's like a four long droid that's shooting at people and
1: velociraptor sniper yeah
0: yep. and then and then reva park it or parkour yeah. and you know hardcore <laughs> parkour yeah <laughs> yeah um which was awesome and then they they get to so so when we get into the next episode they're on this like desolate planet that's like uh taken over by the empire and we really see some of the effects. Of the empire and they meet this goofy mole guy who's like hey where are you going (laughs) yeah and um we get leia being plucky and this is where i was like this is the episode that's going to make or break leia for me Mm -hmm. because she's either going to charm me and win me over or piss me off because she's too plucky and funny yeah and she actually actually won me over they played it They toned it down. And here's something I really want to bring up about this show. I felt like there were two visions fighting the whole time. And one of them is Lola and little Leia. Like We need them in this more. We need them to be doing shit more. We need more funny things. We need more funny stuff. And then the one that's like, I want to see how fucked up I can get when I've lost a war and Obi-Wan is like suffering with all that weight of being a failure and the dark side gnawing at the back of him literally chasing him he like this could be a story about him fighting off the urge to just be consumed by the dark side because when he fights vader the anger and they keep showing this battle and those two stories i think one that was really mature and one that wanted to tell sell toys and appeal to kids (laughs) weren't from the same person and i felt like you Mm. could be like Disney being like, hey, lighten this up a little bit so we can sell some toys. And then who, the creator of this and the showrunner, who I'm not even gonna pretend I know who that is, being like, I wanted to make some badass shit.
1: That's some good journalism, Ruby. <laughs> yep. Good podcasting yeah. journalism. So
0: like that dichotomy is felt throughout the whole thing. And I feel I feel like that's where this that's where this has its problems is it didn't know it didn't know what it wanted to be sometimes. And I don't think yeah. it's necessarily one person's fault or two people's fault. It's a company versus a couple of artists and probably a couple of writers. And, you know, I think, I think we got a decent version of it, but I don't think it went as far as it could. Mm-hmm. We're on this planet. You know, we get them talking. He says, I remember your mother. And it was like, damn, ah, yeah. Padme.
1: Ah. And then in the director's cut, he goes, she was fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I love the scene yeah. when the stormtroopers get on the transport with them and they're yeah. asking questions. This is a classic, like um Yo. Quentin Tarantino scene where it's like yeah. you have this big important like conversation and it's interrupted by bad guys, and now you have to like have this big dialogue. And like they get out of it, like Leia pulls it off, he pulls it off, even though they slip up. And then they're like, Whoo, out of that mess. And then the dude, like the little mold dude turns the corner, is like hey uh oh i found a there's this laser gate uh out in the middle of nowhere which looks like a fucking hasbro toy yeah. tell me that doesn't look tell me that doesn't look yeah. like they have a lego set of it somewhere yeah. like yeah. the little mole guy that's cut in half <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Obi-Wan proceeds to destroy them. And it's fucking oh, yeah. awesome. Fucking oh, yeah. awesome.
3: Yeah, so so that mole guy, just a little more insight. That mole guy is actually voiced by Josh Braff mm-hmm. from, uh, what's that ER show that he was in? Uh, Zach I can't Braff, remember. Zach
0: Braff. From, Zach um, Braff.
3: There you go. Scrubs. Yeah, Scrubs. Yeah. Scrubs. There Dang. you go. And then, yeah, so he plays that mole guy. And then <laughs> to bring up the whole conversation with like Leia and stuff like that, it just shows you how smart she is at 10 years old. Where she like is quick witted, and she like you know the stormtroopers are like I thought you said her name was Luma, and she goes oh, and then that's when they all were like well, and that's when Obi Wan says she, uh, that's her mother's his her mother's name yeah because she reminds me so much of her, and then that kind of like. Parallels between Padme and Leia, you know, and stuff like that. So yeah, pull on the heartstrings a little bit on that one. But yeah, just them getting out of the out of that situation was crazy. And then the stormtrooper falling on the the laser gate, and
0: you're
1: like,
3: oh, they actually did that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a couple that actually did that in this show. Yeah, complete
0: with a Wilhelm scream.
1: Ah!
3: Yep, and then cut in half. So good. So good. And then the betrayal at the end where you're like, oh, they're about to die. And then all of a sudden Tala comes out of nowhere and shoots all three of those stormtroopers in the back. And you're like, oh, she's a spy. She's
1: and that is good. cool. That is something mm-hmm. that like I almost would watch her spin off because that's something and some of my favorite thing. It immediately immediately made me remember watching the first V miniseries in the 80s. As a kid, I was watching it. And I remember there's an episode where there's a fifth column and it's the it's visitors who know that what they're doing is not right and they want to help the humans. And I remember as a kid being like, what a fucking cool concept. These alien conquerors come down, but there are some good ones in there. And I just thought that was such a cool dynamic to throw into the mix. And to see yeah. that here, it immediately pulled me back into that because I was like, shit, man. We've I mean, collectively, how much Star Wars have the three of us read, watched, played? imagined mm-hmm. it's not that's not usually a factor that we we come in is like that there's probably spies in the empire there's probably people who got burned out in the empire and then they joined up for the right reasons at the beginning and then the empire changed or their views changed you, you don't see that as much right but when you you take time to explore that it's actually a really cool a really cool arc for a character to have see that
0: yeah. and that's something that i always felt like to, to go back to v is that like they seem like they had a good thing going, and that's the problem with Star Wars, is like, the Empire, there have to be some people who are like, well, they're bringing order to the universe. Mole Guy was like, they're bringing order, right? and it's, it's making everything work, and I'm here for it. And it's like, the problem is they look evil they look right, like,
1: like nazis like yeah. they're blowing up <laughs> yeah. like like the, the, darth vader looks bad they're blowing up planets yeah nazis like look at the design of all of their wardrobe they yeah. look like the bad guys I mean, like yeah. take what they're doing right? they look like the bad guys literally
0: yeah. they look like they like if you're gonna look at a, a group of people and you're like the sandlot over here, all these plucky kids, or <laughs> these boot-stomping, uniform-wearing, black and red motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. Burn books? I wonder who the bad guys are going to be. Like... like, like guys are just never this well-dressed period yeah uh,
2: that's probably true yeah
3: so well the, the the parallel of that like bringing back to like the nazis and stuff like, that, like the inquisitors are like the ss agents and darth vader's hitler right. right so it's like them going in these towns that they have no business being in but because they're there's in so much they have so much power uh drive that they just walk into a city and not give them- any fucks about anybody like riva right. cuts off the hand of that one lady because she's <laughs> like she's like you'll always remember us because when you de- look down at your hand that you'll see us and right. she like cuts the girl's hand out because she's trying to talk back to her and you're like oh
0: shit. i like,
2: forgot about
1: that yeah that's that's what oh, i was like okay bro. this character's yeah. here yep um so
0: and and i love the character uh the, the spy character i thought she was a great arc i you know she was awesome in game of thrones she was real conniving Sexy lady. Um, I don't then,
1: watch that nerdy shit. Oh,
0: it's so good, dude. So good. It's so good. Anyway, um, she's awesome in this, and uh she takes him back to the town and um you know they're trying to hide and we meet this awesome loader robot that I love, the silent yep. like loader robot. What's it? Did, Ned did it? B. Ned B. Ned yeah. B. Yeah. Yeah. Ned I just realized he looks awesome.
1: like a little pencil caddy that I won at school called Mr. Robo, I think his name was. And he was yellow like that too, and his head opened up. You could put paper clips in. He had a shelf nice. in his belly. He had an eraser for a foot and a sharpener for a foot, and he could hold pencils in his hands. And he looked just <laughs> like that motherfucker. And he never said anything either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, he he was one of the droids that I really liked. He was a fun droid, really cool. Um, yeah. You know, and we get this like underground railroad stuff, which I was like, yeah. this is awesome. This is fascinating. And yeah, okay. at the end of this episode, the Inquisitors show up. They're cutting off hands. Darth Vader shows up and we get this like fucking brutal moment yeah. of him just walking yep. through the town and people are screaming. He just snaps this kid's neck. Yep. And he's like, Dad, dad, dad snaps that kid's neck. He comes over and just picks up this dude, and he's like, I'm just, I'm, you know, just just relentless. Choke force, chokes this lady, drags him to him, and then drags her down the street, kicking yep. and screaming. And you're just like, This is the scariest I've ever seen, Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah yeah ever oh yeah ever and, and, it, was, and just, yeah. Ugh, it
1: was just yeah just knowing. knowing that
3: it was hating Christensen that was doing it the acting was him, so it was a faster paced dark Vader. I don't know if you guys noticed, but when he comes walking down that street, it's like super fast paced but it's still menacing and if you watch that behind the scenes one that they have on Disney plus a jedis journey mm-hmm. or a journey's past or something it talks about behind the scenes and everybody that was on set that day when they filmed that shot was literally on set just watching this happen because they were like this is the first time Darth Vader is like full-blown Hayden Christensen just wrecking this town menacing like the, all the all the townspeople and just to bring Obi just to get Obi-Wan to come out of his sh- his hiding place Yeah. and Obi-Wan has to fight it and and know that he can't help these people because then he gives away his position and his most important goal right now is get Leia safe so He's just watching these people just get murdered in the street and he can't do anything about it. But even Darth Vader plays on that because he actually kind of looks like he knows where he is, and he's like, Hey, I'm gonna taunt you, I'm gonna kill yeah. these people and drag their bodies across the street, and you can't do anything about it. So
0: cold blooded. I mean, it's the scariest I've ever seen Darth Vader. And you know, we get all this <laughs> Obi-Wan, like, hey, the kid, the one thing I'm trying to do protect the go run down this tunnel by yourself and meet up with a stranger. Cool bye. Uh, I'm gonna go try and Mando draw playbook. Darth- Mando playbook. Yeah. Yeah. Mando <laughs> v- I'm gonna try and uh, draw out Darth Vader and distract him. And you know we get some some really cool um, cutting between Leia being chased by Riva. We're cutting to um, uh, the 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 spy. What what was her name?
3: The oh Tala
0: Tala. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to save Obi Wan and Obi Wan confronting Darth Vader, and yeah. he can't even fight him. Like he just is is. Ter- terrified, he's paralyzed by his fear, paralyzed by his failure, and seeing it come to life like it's the scariest Darth Vader has ever been. And I love this scene that's only lit by the blue lightsaber, and then the mm. red. Yeah, and they're he, they're running through this like little mining area of all these rocks and stuff, and Darth Vader's like lighting shit on fire, chucking him around, and just drags him through the fire, and his shoulders yep. burning up, and I'm like holy shit and this is there's one moment here and i think this is an editing problem where like um ned b and tala open fire on the stormtroopers and they save obi-wan and darth vader's just like standing there and i think if you're if you saw his eyes or if you had a like he wasn't wearing a helmet you'd see him being like my old my old friend and my old adversary Like, like there would be a nostalgia to it that kept him from just walking through that fire and snapping his neck or just like picking him up into the air and chucking him 30 feet in, you know, into the desert. Like what kept him from just finishing the job? And there was something about like the, well, I want to see where this goes. You know, there's, I understand that there could be a reason for it, but character wise, it's just him standing there in the helmet and you're like, right. Well, you didn't push in on it like his, you could have you know, done a thousand you know, things. The, it, the editorially, just don't show him standing there that long. Like push in right. on his face, change yeah. the music so that there's a moment. Cut to a flat. Like do anything that that shows I'm not killing him for reasons, and like, right. I'll invent those reasons in my own head to justify it because it's a really cool scene. But like, literally, keep cutting to Darth Vader. And he's just kind of like, well, that's on fire. Everybody else is scrambling, and he's like, and it's like, I get it. Cool guys, you know. Cool guys aren't affected by explosions, but like he's getting away. Just like,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: like we've already seen you're a badass, you're more powerful. You have a magic power you...
1: where you don't even have to move, yeah. like, you don't yeah. even have to raise your arm if you don't want to. We've yeah. seen you force do shit without even moving your body parts, just stand there. Yeah, right. he
0: could have finished the job, he could have ended oh. him right then and there, and he didn't for some reason that that wasn't very clearly.
3: I think, I think he he just wanted to make Obi-Wan feel the pain that he did because these episodes, I don't know if you guys noticed but these episodes follow from the prequel trilogy all the way to episode six of the original trilogy. So Mm -hmm. every episode kind of follows suit of the movies. So like this episode, this episode definitely had revenge of the Sith vibes. Episode three, so obviously Obi-Wan now is being dragged through the fire instead of, You know, Obi Wan cutting off Anakin's legs and Mustafar, and him catching on fire. And you know, to bring up your point with Darth Vader, says, "I wouldn't he have learned that? You know, fire is not a good thing around him. Maybe he should make his (laughs) suit fireproof. (laughs) I mean, we're in a galaxy far, far away. You would think that they'd have materials that were fireproof. He could just walk through, yeah. But
0: (laughs) (laughs) he just starts reacting like Frankenstein, ah, fire!" Bad. I love that it was um, James Earl Jones, and he retired this week. Uh, he said yeah. he's done, done doing Darth Vader. Oh, wow. Um, which that's that's too bad. But you know what? Yeah, uh, with a good voice modulator, I think we'll be all right. But like, man, it's really cool. It's it's really cool that they brought so many people back for this. Whether it's the the actors from the prequel trilogy, or all the way up through James Earl Zach Jones. Braff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, sh- oh, oh, man. <laughs> My contributions have been on fire tonight. I feel like shit, and I did not think I was going to do a good job, but I'm at least cracking us up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy. You know how you said that, James. R-
0: I was going to say, if this is yeah. where we want to stop, um, this is a good place because we're about okay. to get into the next episode. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, cool. So uh, we'll let Kyle wrap up. We'll let Kyle say whatever, and we can wrap up. We okay. haven't done it. We haven't done one of those. Like, well, wow, we we're having such a fun time. Let's. Let's break this into two episodes. Oh, yeah. you
0: want to, is that, are we literally going to break it into two episodes or why not? Okay. Yeah. All right. It's, well,
3: cause we're if you like, want to. yeah, I mean, this is the end of the, like the third a, episode, yeah. right? This is the end of the third. And so then you got three more episodes after that. Yeah. So
1: it's like, we're, we're pretty much exactly right.
3: <clears throat> yeah. I, yeah was I, gonna, was, I was just going to, I was just going to add that the fact that the voice serve thing that you were talking about, or James Earl Jones retiring, they actually, well, are we still recording?
1: The, mm-hmm. Yeah. Say it, say it official. Okay. So
3: Okay. So, Aaron, back to what you were saying about the voice of James Earl Jones being used and now he's retiring. They actually used a voice, like, I guess, synthesizer or decoder that actually took James Earl Jones' voice with Anakin's voice. So when, when Hayden Christensen actually talks, it's actually his voice, but merged with James Earl Jones' voice. So you could hear kind of, because they did the same thing in Rebels with Matt Lanter's voice who played Darth Vader in the, in the rebel series when he's talking to Ahsoka, when they're in that, that, uh, Sith, uh I guess the Sith temple. That was like when, one of
1: the best new star Wars moments yeah. that I can recall, but yeah. Yep. And so essentially you're saying that they made the box on Darth Vader's chest in the star Wars universe. They made that in real life, right? Cause Anakin's like, Anakin Skywalker, Sebastian Shaw from the first movie, from, from Return of the Jedi, he wasn't actually in David Prowse. They weren't talking like that. Darth Vader's no. ching ch- little chest makes it go yeah. beep, boop, beep. Now they made that for real life. So I'm imagining now that all those actors, I'm imagining Hayden Christensen had to put a thing on his chest and go press the green and the red buttons, boop, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think it's working.
0: Oh my God! You really—you uh, just made me realize something. When they film the first three movies, he doesn't breathe like that constantly. They're on set, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey guys, how's how's it going? I'm done. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, we're gonna make it really cool in post, but uh this yeah. is what Well, I so like,
1: he might because they probably were saying the lines right for pacing yeah, and timing yeah. and stuff. So it yeah. was just another person. It probably wasn't James Earl Jones saying the lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In real time, but with no breathing. With and no breathing, yeah. that was well, probably why, fine while they filmed a New Hope. But once mm-hmm. they got to Empire Strikes Back, they're like, "This is weird."
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it was the original actor who had a British accent, right? The guy who originally David played yeah, he was yeah, David. In suit. So he was in the suit and he was actually talking. And you were like, you know, the muffle sound like that. But they're like, no, we need something more menacing. That's when they brought in James Earl Jones. First
1: I was just a learner, but now I am the master. <laughs> Uh, <laughs>
0: that's yeah. crazy to me because, like, one of the most like like how would you know to pause for that perfect moment of,
1: <sighs> right? Yeah, like, right.
0: Because that's such a perfect thing when when it hits in the original trilogy. Wow, yeah. they really had to engineer. Maybe David Prowse
1: just had like super colds for the first little bit, and then they watched dailies. They were like, "That's actually pretty cool. What if Vader breathes through a respirator?" <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Keep that. Keep that. Yeah. Take the stupid British talking, but leave his breathing. Don't erase none of this good cool. shit. No, don't
0: erase none of this good shit.
1: In the booth. Um,
0: well, I think this is a good place to pause, Put press our little beep boop on the chest and pause, because um, we're going to get into episode four. Kyle, where are we leaving off? What is the state? Where where are our friends? What's happened to Leia? L- l- leave us with the cliffhanger. What's happening right now?
1: At the end of episode so, three. So the
0: episode
3: end of episode three is Obviously, we know that Leia is going to get kidnapped by Reva. She kills the person that's at the end that's supposed to take her to the shuttle in Jabin, and that is not going to happen. So Reva ends up uh, capturing her, and then Obi Wan is left getting rescued by Ned B and Tala, and put into the back to tank, and that's where everything like yeah and Nope.
0: It's crazy. And, and this is, this is where this kicked off into high gear for me from here on out. I'm pretty on board with it. Um, you know, it took two episodes to warm up, but, uh, by the third episode, we were into some good old fashioned crazy star Wars and some good style too. And I I was just impressed. I was really impressed with this episode. And, um, you know, it, it, I think it set the tone for the rest of the series of just being, you know, getting pretty dark, getting pretty heavy and, and really putting on some interesting, very interesting ideas. So, uh, I was really excited to see where it went. Uh guys, hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website launchpadpod.com. Watch that YouTube for some funny, funny faces that we make. Oh, whoa, whoa, goofy. We're goofy dudes. The uh, uh, VFX. Um, super fun. Uh and and like we said, we'll be back with another episode to finish off the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I am watching Andor right now. I am two episodes in. I know there's more than that, but I'm trying to do my best. I'm doing my best, guys. Uh, so, yeah, we will We will definitely do Andor at some point as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, guys. We
1: Kyle, do. where no. can everybody yeah. follow you, find your stuff? Uh, you can follow me on
3: Instagram. I know KS Surfer 805. That's <laughs> usually where it is but I don't have anything else, any other platforms, but nah, just, it's been fun being on here with you guys as always. And I know we're going to continue our next part of this in a later date, but yeah, no, nah, it's always fun to be on your guys'
0: podcast. And I appreciate you guys having me. Hell yeah, dude. We got to blast this thing off. Classic three-way blast off. Uh, here we go. Do you remember how to do it? Let's do this. Three, yep. two, one. <laughs> We've been the Rocketeers with Kyle Akahushi, and we are out! Ignition sequence start.
2: Six, five, four, three, two, one. We are all engine all engines running. Lift off. We have a lookout.